0: The oil and gas industry pays a ton of money in severance taxes to energy-producing states like Colorado, Wyoming, and especially North Dakota. When oil prices were high, North Dakota took in about $10.5 million a day. But as prices have fallen, so has revenue. In the midst of this, North Dakota lawmakers have passed a bill to stabilize and lower the state's oil and gas tax rate. Inside Energy's Emily Guerin reports. Well, thank you uh, for coming. Sorry, we're a few minutes late. Elected
1: officials have a habit of proposing huge changes right before the weekend. The bill to reform North Dakota's oil and gas tax law was no exception. uh, Republican uh, lawmakers announced uh, it on a Friday afternoon in the last 10 days of the legislative session.
0: It was once explained to me that our tax policy is kind of like being on the Wheel of Fortune.
1: House Majority Leader Al Carlson.
0: Because sometimes you can hit the, uh, the big trip to Hawaii, And the next slot can be bankruptcy.
1: He's talking about the fact that here in North Dakota, the oil and gas tax rate is pegged to the price of oil. When prices are high, companies pay about 11.5% on the value of oil produced. When prices are low for an extended period of time, they pay 5%. Carlson and other Republicans wanted to get rid of that volatility.
0: We thought that it would be beneficial to have a stable tax system for both the state of North Dakota and for the industry.
1: Legislators voted to lower the state's tax rate to 10 percent and get rid of that huge tax cut tied to oil prices. Severance taxes vary wildly from state to state, and it's really difficult to compare them. There's places like Alaska, where oil companies can pay over 20 percent of what they produce to the state. And then there's states like Oklahoma, where companies pay about 3 percent. Barry Rabe is a professor of public and environmental policy at University of Michigan. He's been studying oil and gas taxes.
0: And we found that in many cases, states that were earlier players in oil and gas tend to have the highest rates.
1: Take Wyoming, where oil was discovered in the 19th century. Companies there pay one of the highest tax rates in the lower 48, just under 12%. So at $100 a barrel, that means about $12 goes to the state.
0: In many cases, they are states we tend to think of as most hostile toward taxation, yet ironically on this issue, they tend to set the highest rates.
1: Compare that to newer energy states like Ohio, where oil and gas companies pay almost nothing to drill, just 20 cents per barrel of oil they extract. Mark Haggerty is with Headwaters Economics, a nonpartisan research group in Montana. He says another predictor of oil and gas tax rates is how important the industry is to a state's economy. Colorado, for instance, has a 7 percent severance tax rate.
0: Oil and gas in Colorado is a tiny fraction of jobs across the state and a very small share
1: of revenue. Because Colorado has a diverse economy, only 2% of its tax base comes from taxes paid on mineral resources. It's a very different story in Wyoming and North Dakota, where severance tax rates are much higher and they are a much larger percent of the state's tax base, 40% in Wyoming and 54% in North Dakota. So they're very dependent on the industry. They need the
0: industry but they're also willing to be more aggressive in taxing the industry than their neighbors.
1: The shale boom is starting to change that. Now that fracking and horizontal drilling are unlocking reserves in unexpected places like Ohio and Michigan, there's more pressure to try to compete with other states for oil companies' business. Here's North Dakota Senator Rich Wardner making that argument before the House Finance and Taxation Committee. He said at a lower tax rate, oil companies... ...will stick around longer...
0: And there will be more activity out there. So economically, it helps the
1: whole state. But both of the researchers I talked to said that doesn't really happen. Here's Barry Rabe again.
0: There's not a lot of evidence empirically to suggest that drilling investment follows tax rates, especially when we're talking about a few percentage points. Uh, And yet that still comes up in the minds, obviously, of a lot of legislators who are thinking about how to best cultivate a resource.
1: Whether there's evidence for that or not, legislators are grasping for ways to stimulate an industry that's facing a very different future than it was just a few months ago. For Inside Energy, I'm Emily Garin.